All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Real for Life podcast with Jesse and Joe. Catching up after a week. I'm, I, we're starting hot today. You got some, uh, you got some glass over there, buddy? Yeah, I was just, it's a little nippy in here. How do you, how do you nip through a hoodie? And you're wearing a shirt under that. Okay. Oh, yeah. What does that look like when you take your shirt off? Do children I... try to nurse? <laughs> Just the young ones. Oh, man. How was your week? A little chaotic. I, uh, my cook flipped his car off the road and uh, was slightly intoxicated. Was not leaving here. He was leaving another bar. Okay. And he was driving back to another employee's house and the other employee, they were following each other me mm -hmm. and the guy just disappeared. So the dude turned around to go find him and he was flipped end over end off the road in the country and hit a pole. Is the car? It was raining really hard. And mm -hmm. like, you know, out in Mount Spokane area, there's no lights. You can't see shit. Yeah. And obviously he was slightly intoxicated, but yeah, he fucked himself up. He has a lacerated spleen, Ooh, shit. broken ribs, broken shoulder from like the seatbelt. Luckily be alive. If I showed you the car, like he should be dead. And this was on a Sunday. He was like, I can go to work Wednesday. I'm like, <laughs> I go, dude, well, We'll figure it out. That is a perfect segue into what I wanted to talk to you about today. <laughs> so that's actually refreshing to hear. I'm super sorry that the guy got in. Look at this car. Can you see that? Oh, geez. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. And he's like, I'll be to work Wednesday. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad for him and you've had, Terrible luck with cooks. But... Well, it's a different breed. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that he's like, yo, I'll be back on Wednesday. That's awesome. Right. And then on Wednesday, he started peeing blood. And he was like, what? <laughs> well, the first thing I wanted to rage on today was just the, like, you're talking about your cook. I got in a huge accident. I'll be back Wednesday. That is increasingly more rare. It's, that is totally fucking rare now. Yeah. So you know that I'm a, uh, as a, as a CrossFit person, I'm required to talk about it at least five times a day. I'm glad you're not vegan anymore because I was annoyed. <laughs> I was never vegan. I was vegan for like a month. I tried it for Scott <laughs> and it was fucking terrible. And then I saw what Scott was eating because he's vegan. Mm -hmm. It was terrible. Everything he was eating was like, ridiculously processed yeah just like i wouldn't feed my dog what he eats right if you're gonna like eat salads and shit and care for animals like eat salads and shit but you can't just live off refried beans yeah i mean he eats good stuff too but it, the the snacks that they eat is like you know like when somebody says they're vegan there's like oreos are vegan yeah it's like every processed sugary food is like it's vegan. It's fucking healthy, bro. Dude, I, I'm friends with this chick on uh, Snapchat. She's an old employee. 
Mm-hmm. And she's one of those people that like gets really heavy set and then loses a bunch of weight and then gets really heavy set and she just bounces back and forth. There's no yo, yo. yeah. And uh, she's back into the gym. She's lost like like thirty pounds, but she's doing the keto thing. And like, so she'll record in the morning like her breakfast and she's like, "See, eating healthy doesn't have to be horrible." And it's like eggs and like ten pounds of cheese and mayonnaise. I'm like. <laughs> You're gonna fucking die of a heart attack. Like it's called ketosis, Joe. As soon as I enter ketosis, I'm losing weight. <laughs> Just sour cream and cheese. I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What a joke. I, I, my... I want to try a month of carnivore. We just bought, uh, you know, Sprinter Chris. Yeah. So his sister raises cows. It's actually a pretty genius racket. So. Ever since uh, Yellowstone came out, everybody wants to own like a couple cows. Actually. So what his sister does was she gets most from auction, like the cute ones, like with big long hair. Right. And she raises them until they're like able to live. And then she sells them for a short amount of money to like rich people that want to have like one or two cows. Yeah. Whereas pets, she could raise it for beef, but. She sells them for a huge profit because these people don't know you can just go to an auction and get a cow for like way less, right? Right. But it's cute so, and has a name. Yeah. So we got 142 pounds of beef, you know, pure grass fed straight from the farm. Uh, and we made our first burgers the other night and it's like, it tastes different. It's insane. We do a pig every year and it's the best bacon and best pork chops. Like you, and then. Mm-hmm. Once you go back to Sorbot, you're like, this is fucking shit. Yeah, we got all our meat from Costco and you know, whatever their their meat's fine, but most of the meat you buy isn't even from America. No. No. So, so I got a I got a funny analogy. Um a couple of weeks ago I drove down to Salem with a buddy of mine and picked up that truck. Mm-hmm. And so he took his truck because you know it's a Duramax. And his trailer's, you know, rated and he has nicer shit than me. I would have been like, I'll take my trailer and I'll figure it out. Mm. He was not okay with that. Anyways, so he drove the leg down. Mm. He goes, but you're going to drive back. And I'm like, once we're towing something, I'm going to drive your fucking $120,000 truck back. That seems fair. <laughs> that I've never driven. Yeah, I've never driven, but cool. This big gamble, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. Right. This thing, like, brakes for you there's like fucking holograms on the windshield like i got too close to somebody and it was like you're gonna fucking die it's like flashing at me i'm like holy shit but i'm like okay this is nice truck whatever and uh get home and then the next day i drove my truck and i think i drive a really nice truck and i get to my truck and I'm like, this is the difference between Farm Fresh and Store Bought right here. Once you go back to Store Bought, you're like, this is a piece of shit. <laughs> My whole dashboard is plastic. Oh, dude, and it's crazy too. Like, I, I'll typically like if we cook hamburgers at home, cheeseburgers, I'll have two, sometimes three. I'm a big boy, but uh, I had one, and I, I was done. Like, it's more filling. It's insane. So, long story short, fresh to, fresh from farm. It's good stuff. I will do store-bought chicken, though, because I've had fresh, like, farm chicken. Mm-hmm. It is fucking disgusting. 
You know, and I think I'll agree with you. That's the one area where I'm like, yeah. Well, because the, the store, uh, yeah, yeah, just all the fucking steroids, all the fucking salt. Like, I want a chicken that's never walked more than three feet. It's tender. Dude, yeah, they're like tough little fucking fillets of tasteless nightmare. Like, I'm like, how's, how's a chicken taste gamey? <laughs> so gross. Ooh. We bought like a few pounds and I threw it all away. Yeah, that is that is the one place where yeah you'd you'd probably rather just get a nice processed, you know, steroided up. Right. I figured like an easy steroids for chicken. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Pump me full of steroids. I'll be fine. I don't even have to buy them from the fucking black market. I know. Yeah. Which is another. Oh. Yeah. You go. You go. The fucking test thing. It's such a bitch to get. Like oh, what why? Bird is right now. Oh, dude, and, like, every six months, I got to get full blood work done. I'm like, dude, I've been on tests for fucking six years. Like, why do I have to do this every six months? You can you can go through my buddy if you need to. Well, that costs a lot more money. No, no, it's way cheaper. Actually, no. It's about $100 a bottle for, for 10 ml. No. See, I pay prescription, so it's like $13. It's yeah, but it's also paying for blood work every six months and a doctor's visit. Right. Yeah, right. this skips all of that. It's stupid. And then you feel like a junkie every time you get in, and you're like, and they hand you your prescription, and you're like, can I get some needles? And they look at you like you're stupid. I'm like, D you're a pharmacist. You know what I'm getting. You think I'm never going to have one? No. I'm not no, everybody gets it. Their stuff off of um, Everybody gets their stuff off of Amazon now. So, yeah, for those who don't know, me and Joe both are in our 40s now. We're on TRT, testosterone replacement therapy. You have to be. Absolutely. And most dudes aren't, and it is the dumbest. It's youth in a bottle. Yeah. And there's there's no negatives as long as you're staying below two thousand. Like Yeah, I I jumped that once, that was bad. And I wasn't even angry. Like I, I figured I'd be like pissed off all the time. No, I wanted to fuck like five times a day. My wife hated me, but other than that, it's like I'm I'm doing good. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean there's plenty of studies out there like Male testosterone in America has dropped 50% in the last 30 years, particularly since the year 2000. Ironically, female testosterone has jumped 50%. Yeah. Well, when I got tested, and, you know, I'm a, I mean, I, I'm pretty much a brute man. I'm, you know. Come on. Totally. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, right. If you were but, gay, uh, you'd be the bear for sure. No. When I went and got tested, not only was my testosterone low like the range of normals between like 300 and 1200 or something yep. like that i was at 294 when i went i was a, i was like 180 something and my doctor was like no you're good i'm like what <laughs> well yeah so i went and got tested i'm at 294 so i'm like right on the edge luckily they they gave me some but after being on it and just getting because my goal is not like to be high it's mid-range so if, if normals between 300 and 1200 I strive to be at like 800, 800 yeah. perfect. And it, it literally like, there are so many situations, mostly relationships that I look back on where I'm like, I'm pretty sure I had low T. I know you have your entire life. I've dated some smoke shows and I've been a once a week kind of dude since I was 21. Which is insane. Absolutely insane. Round 42. And if it's once a week, I'm pretty upset. Sorry. Right. Yeah. If I skip a day, I'm pissed. Absolutely. 
Yeah. And then I tell her to go take a shower and get the fuck out of the bedroom because I'm going to have some me time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, TRT is the shit. And uh, with everything that's in our food and everything else, like if, if you're not at least getting tested, because it's so easy nowadays, like the guy I work with, I heard about him on a podcast. Podcast. I love that podcast. And uh, he's in North Carolina. And I have a phone call with him every three months. Ask us how it's going. And he just, you know, renews my prescription. I get the TRT in the mail. I get all the syringes, all the needles, everything one-stop shopping. And the coolest part about it is, is this guy's got hundreds, maybe thousands of patients, right? Oh, yeah. He's fucking loaded. It's all he does. Every time he calls me, every single fucking time. Every time I'll answer the phone, you know, he'll call me like, Hey, what's up doc. And he's like looking through my chart every time. He's like, Oh, you're the guy with the hot Asian pharmacist wife. So we have takes good notes. Yeah. Well, no, it's hilarious because we've got like some mutual friends because he knows a lot of radiologists and his wife is a hot Asian radiologist. Oh, so we get, you know, there's the white guy, Asian chick bond. Was it his second wife though? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's like typically when you see a white guy with an Asian girl, you're wondering like, is she imported or was she born here? Well, I was just going doctors. Like doctors, most doctors that aren't Mormon <laughs> end up, you know, fucking a nurse. Yeah. No, I'm. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's his first or second wife. All I know is like, it's weird. There's a. There's like a almost bond or an understanding of like white dudes with hot Asian wives. Right. Yeah. Dude, I was having a conversation the other day with my wife and her, me all. her best friend. And I, I was like, dude, I'm about to get a mail order. Just, just to fucking wake up, you know, she can clean. <laughs> it's just, you know, still have my wife, but then have a mail order as well. Dude, we were just talking about that last night. So we're watching that. It's this show. It's a terrible show. It's called Farmer Wants a Wife. Never heard of it. Oh, dude, it's terrible. It's a dating reality show where they take four farmers and they each get five girls apiece and the girls are competing to, like, marry them, basically. Okay. And it's hilarious because you've got one guy is like, just he's a first-generation rancher. He's basically just some dude that made a shit ton of money on the top bombs. And it's like, well, I'll just buy a bunch of land in Tennessee. Or no, this is in Colorado. And uh, make myself this badass farm and get a hot wife. Right? But then you got this other guy who's out in the middle of like Oklahoma where it's always windy and dusty and there's not a mall for two and a half hours. And he's fucking dirt poor. He's a potato farmer. Oh, so he's a real farmer. Yeah, yeah. And there's like five girls competing for him, and you're like, this is not fair. But anyway, uh, me and Tana are watching this, and I'm like, you know, I'm, maybe the Mormons had it right. Like, this guy's got five chicks. It's not bad. We still use it as a punchline. So years ago when you were a liberal, and uh, mm. the farmers get subsidized. And we got in this argument, and you said that all, all farmers are rich. And I just laughed my ass off. So every time me and Katie, and this was probably 10 years ago, we pass a farm that would, like, the collapsed barn and a trailer and, like, 80 fucking broken down cars. We were like, oh, he's rich. 
There are rich farmers. There are rich farmers. But the majority are not. Right. But there's also a lot of people that start that lifestyle when they've already made their nut. Well. Like, that's what I, if I, if I won the lottery, like, yeah, I would be a farmer. But most of them are generations of farmers, and that's just been handed down for years and years and years. Yeah. And they just hold on to the land. Yeah. Which is fine. The way it should be. Yeah, absolutely. All right, you got a topic point. I see you squinting. Uh, I'm looking at my phone here. So basically the premise of this show is me and Joe talk once a week. Typically, we call each other for 10 minutes every day. And yeah. Instead of doing that, now we're just waiting the whole week. So I, I stack stuff up. So I got to tell you about this new employee. Yeah. This guy's, he's like basically like your new age Gen Z guy. Right? Very clean cut, you know, like he's a sneakerhead. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's totally a thing. And I've never had a friend that was like a sneakerhead. Like a legit one? Oh, my son is. It's insane. There's like an app. It's like the stock market. And he buys and sells shoes and like has a stock of shit. It's nuts. Oh, it's insane. The reason I'm wearing what I'm wearing right now is because this is a 100% what he wears. This is Nike tech hoodie with a Nike tech jogger sweatpants. And I'm wearing a Nike hair shoes. So comfortable though. Yeah. I mean, I look homeless, but this outfit was probably $800. It's an entire underground market. And I, yeah, I didn't know about it until two years ago. There's a house in my neighborhood that, like, just always super badass, brand new cars, balling ass house. Whenever their garage would open, you would see just tons of shoeboxes. So they were running an online like basically market for sneakers and they were selling counterfeits. Oh, one day, like six cop cars came. It was a huge deal. It was all over. I understand like you get busted. Where do you, I mean, China, obviously, but they were Asian. <laughs> yeah. I was just saying the shoes, not them. Oh, well, I don't think they were Chinese. I don't know. They were super Asian. So anyway, so this dude, they just started working there. He comes in the other night and he's wearing these, like, I'm assuming they're new. They might just be super clean, but like brand new Air Max, bright red. And he's walking funny. And I, I, I just straight up asked him, like, dude, are you walking that way? So you don't crease the dough box. Oh, absolutely. And he was so excited. He's like, yes, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. Well, we start kind of talking about shoes and stuff. And, uh, cause I've owned a pair of, uh, their Jordan retro sixes forever. My grandma bought those for me in fourth grade. She spent $110 on these shoes. Yeah. And they're probably worth 600 plus or something stupid. They are, but you know how dumb that is when you're living in a fucking single wide. Right. And you're spending 110 on shoes. This is a big deal back then. And I've wanted another pair ever since. I've never gotten them yet. My mom bought me, uh, flip-flops. Well, there were slides, and I was super stoked because I thought they were Adidas's, mm-hmm. and it was like a name brand. Uh-oh. No, they were Adidas's. <laughs> <laughs> Two P's. 
my my first name brand shoe growing up were British Knights. <laughs> this is hilarious. Like, neither of us grew up with money, but my grandma had this saying. She was like, school's hard enough. Kids shouldn't have to worry about not, you know, having name brand stuff. So we, me and my brother, we, you know, for whatever it's worth, we always had good clothes. At least we had that. Yeah, I had the Cherokee jeans and my British knights. Oh, geez. I got to th- I got to tell you about this dude, though. So, okay, sorry. He's, he's worried about creasing the toe box. He's all excited when I notice it. The next day he comes in, he's wearing these badass fucking Air Jordans, right? And they've got the BOA system. So, like, instead of regular shoelaces, they got, like, the metal cables. Right. Just like your snowboard boots. Right. And I'm looking, I'm like, dude, those are badass. Where's the twist style? He's like, oh, there's no twist style. Motherfucker clicks his heels together twice. Light. Oh, dude, they light up underneath, and you hear a little motor. And the fucking laces just release. That's some Back to the Future shit right there. It, it was exactly. They're the shoes from Back to the fucking Future. So that I, I want twice, them. They light up and they and they tighten back up. I'm like, holy shit. I was like, where's the battery? He's like, there's no battery. It's internal. They come with a fucking wireless charger that you sit the shoes on. Oh my God. And And then I'm like, so I'm blown away. And I'm just like, dude, what did you spend on those? Thousand bucks. He's like, no, no, not even close. I was like, dude, what'd you spend? He's like, dude, I got the fucking killerest deal on these. I guess these are 550. I still want to do it, but I wouldn't do it. It's super gangster. And I can imagine wearing shoes that expensive. You walk in them. Well, that's what I asked him the next day. Cause, cause I was also talking to Sprinter Chris. So Sprinter Chris's wife works for Nike. Right. They're, they just have a shit ton of shoes. And I was asking him about it because he's, you know, his wife can get whatever shoe she wants. And he was like, oh, yeah, dude, the sneakerheads are insane. You need to ask him about dead stock. So apparently sneakerheads will have what's called dead stock. And that's their shoes that are like have minor imperfections, maybe a couple scuffs. That's what they wear in public. And then they have their private stock. This is shit they don't fucking wear. Right. And then they also have treads. So it's basically like saran wrap for the bottom of the shoe. So like, okay, well, it's there, but it protects the fucking tread. I mean, that's a genius. Yeah. But I talked to the guy at work and he was like, I don't keep dead stock. He's like, I, I, I like wearing them. I spent a shit ton of money on them. I fucking wear them. We bought my kid. We went to Disneyland last year, I think. And we took a road trip, you know, Griswold's family vacation. And we had a month or two before we went, we were like, hey, we're driving this route. Find out where you want to stop and we'll stop. And my kid, that's the sneakerhead, was like, I only want to go to this store. And it's in Hollywood. I don't remember what it's called, but everybody that wears shoes, ask your fucking new hire. He's going to know this store. And it's called something super, it's called like, Awesome shoes or something stupid. It's the story that was it was in the show Entourage. Probably. And we walked in for some badass shoes. Vincent and Chase. He took Vincent because he was hoping to get him to the front of the line. Right. So it was like, no, we're waiting in line, bro. I'm not getting you to the front. I remember that episode now. Yeah. So it's it's super clean. Everything's like white. 
and granite. And then there's like glass shelves with all these fucking shoes. And some are used and some are new. No, they're all fucking used. So like, that's the shoe. There's no boxes. There's no nothing. You just walk up and that's the shoe. And hopefully it's in your size. So we also gave them kind of like a budget of like, we're going to spend about this much. We didn't tell them that, but like, this is how much money we we're going to spend on each kid. And, uh, so I walk away, I go, dude, I'm, there's a bar up the street. It's been a long road trip. I'm like, I'm going to go to this bar and left him and my wife in the store. Fun side story. My other kid chased after me, which I was unaware about. And Hollywood is not a fucking great area at all. It's, no, they love kids there. It's, yeah, and they do love kids there. It's a fucking hill. Yeah, anyway, so I walk into this bar. Oh, actually, I had to take a shit. That's what happened. But then while I was there, I was like, I'm going to get a beer. <laughs> and so my kid comes into this bar and sits down. And my old kid, he's 14 at the time, but he's got like a goatee. So he sits down with me, and I'm drinking my beer. And the bartender comes over and is like, can I see some ID? He's like, no. But there's nobody else in there. And they're like, okay, just finish your beer and get out of here. I was like, fair enough. So it was hilarious. Anyways, go back to the shoe store. They're checking out with the shoe purchase. What should you spend? So these are Air Force Ones, which everybody sees. They're a dime a dozen. Air Force Ones. White. Randomly available because they're at the store. These are not new releases. They're Air Force Ones, mm. but there's a tag on them. And it's the size of like the Vans logo. Not the logo, the little tag they put on Vans shoes. It's tiny. Yeah. yeah. It's like this mm -hmm. big. And it's red. Yeah. And it says Supreme. That's the only difference. I don't even difference. know what that is. I, just, I don't even know what Supreme is. What is they're it? Air Force One Supremes. $350. And he fucking wears them to school. I'm just like, and he wears them to my house. And we are, well, I live in the country and there's a lot of mud. And he'll just like walk. And I'm like, dude. But we told him, I go, you're not getting anything else on this trip. Yeah. But anyway, so here's what meeting this guy and, and hearing all of this made me realize. You remember back in the 90s? When like it was like a stereotype that like in New York, if you stepped on somebody's shoe, you got shot, and everybody was like, "Why would somebody shoot you over scuffing your shoe?" Like it was a respect thing. Right. I think it was just because they were really fucking expensive shoes. Yeah. And like, if I was wearing the Back to the Future shoes with the heel click technology, oh, I'd lose my mind. I would be fucking pissed if somebody stepped. And that's why I love Chucks because they're supposed to look beat up. If you're wearing clean Chucks, you're a dipshit. Well, Debbie, so Debbie, who I work with, um, she's a fashionista. No shit. Big time fashionista. She spent $1,400 on a pair of pants once at work. I watched her buy them. So she, uh, she was showing me these shoes the other day that look like shit. They're skateboard shoes. They look like, like old skateboard sneakers, like tennis, whatever. Right. And their logo is like a star, but it's all bedazzled. Like, the more you know? Yeah. But they look like shit. They look like they've been worn for like two years. They're brand new, pre-worn out. And they're charging like 400 bucks for these fucking shoes. So Zoolander had it right. They did. Gary Lee. Absolutely. But, it, you know, I mean, it's kind of like, 
of course, I think that's stupid as shit, right? But it's one of those things, like, people who know are going to know. It's the same as my Jeep. Like, if you looked at my Jeep, you'd be like, that's a 94 Jeep Wrangler. It's a piece of shit. It's worth no more than a thousand bucks. But somebody who knows Jeep parts is going to look at it and say, oh, look at that. It's got 37s, Atlas transfer case. It's got JK axles under it. It's, you know, he's got at least 25 grand into that thing. It's got a hundred grand under the hood. I, yeah, it's got a hundred grand under the hood. I'll win. Me and my dad will cruise off together. Mm. Speaking of which, usual friend of ours from the skating days. Um, We're not doing names. So he's a plumber and he drove the Back to the Future Toyota truck. You know exactly and what I'm talking about. Corvette. Yes. So I got to sit in. I got to sit in that Corvette one time and he did donuts behind Magnolia Hi-Fi. Right. Fuck, and, it was and, he, cool. and he was 10 years older than all of us, but hanging out with 16 year olds. Just saying. And he was still dating chicks younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so he has this M3. And he gets it wrapped every once in a while. Sometimes it's lime green. Sometimes it's gold. Blah, blah, blah. So something breaks on it. I don't know what broke on it. Maybe he got in a wreck. Something. Something's fine. He just posted this on Facebook. And he's pissed off because the insurance company is only going to give him $10,000 for his car. It's an old M3. That thing's like a 96. Right. But I started laughing because he legitimately said, I've got $100,000 under the hood. And I was like, bro. Like, said it. And I didn't say it like as a joke. He said it. Did you, did you ask him if he was going to race for us in the desert? <laughs> did you tell him Hector is running three Civic with spoon engines and Motec system exhausts? Wow. And you're racing a Jetta? But anyway, it's just... I'm, <laughs> that I didn't they, call that at all. And they made like, 10 of those fucking movies, Joe. <laughs> There's uh, God, it's so bad. It's terrible. I, I knew all along a Dodge Charger could definitely pull an 18-ton bank vault. Yeah, no full of money. Yeah, Easy. no problem. <laughs> well, the 10th one, they go to space? Well, I mean, if you're going to go to space, you're probably going to want to use a car. Right. You know, everybody knows that. Now we were we spent we did a little mini vacation with the casino and I put on Fast Eight I think. Okay, I quit after three. Tokyo Drift was the best. One. Oh, Tokyo Drift is the best one ever. Yeah. The first one in Tokyo Drift are the only ones that matter. Yep. Anyway, yeah. I think it, I think it was Fast Eight, and I I fell asleep, dude. It was so bad. <laughs> I can't do it, man. You did you really want to get depressed? Uh, Vin Diesel made a song. It's on Spotify. If you've ever questioned about his uh, straightness, maybe just maybe just give that a listen. <laughs> is it worse? Is it worse? Was the Baywatch dude David Hasselhoff? Is it worse than his music? Way worse because David Hasselhoff he, he's going for his German audience. He, right. He's he is fucking god in Germany. Right. Yeah. In the 90s. Yeah, so he makes German-geared music. No, well, the Vin Diesel stuff, I mean, I don't know. Don't know. I'm going to have to give it a listen. Yeah. Don't listen to it with your family. Oh, 
Oh man, fucking Vin Diesel. So I only took I only took one note in the last two weeks for the show. Okay, let's hear yours. I got like four more. And I was intoxicated, and I thought it was such a good note. And then I read it this morning. <laughs> I was like, not a good note. Okay. Great. So this is the note. I'm going to explain what I wrote down. Fucking drunk. Portland, music, MGMT, clubbing, free and fun, 2000s weird and fun. What happened? So what happened was, which I shouldn't be admitting, I was drunk and I was driving home, mm -hmm. and MGMT came on. Nice. And I was like, oh, and I immediately went back to Portland. Because when you first moved down there, and I traveled for work, I spent a lot of time with you, you know, hitting bars. And I, we didn't go clubbing, but we went to a lot of bars and, like, the social life. Well, back then, Portland, it wasn't about clubs. There was live music at right. at least... 20 bars every night right and it was awesome and everybody was cool there was yep. it was just like about hanging out having some beers with friends yep. and in the pre-woke era right and it was just chill now, and that was that's what the note was it just took me back 20 years ago and i'm like that's i just i missed i missed that time it was so much fun it was a, it was a fucking good window of time right that, that was my my one note <laughs> no it was a good window of time and and it you know, because it was after a really weird window of time. Me and you both had a couple really weird years there. Like, between the military and, you know, basically meeting our wives. That was a weird time. Well, right. And I, I'm assuming most dudes go through that time of, like, you know, I'm single. And what am I doing with my life? And work stupid jobs. Buy an S2000. Well, I had to buy that car. Joe. Did you have a hundred grand under the hood? No, but I owed a hundred grand on it and it was worth 40. So <laughs> dude, I traded cars so much back then. I, my final was situation. <laughs> Sorry. I got a little fun. Um, in the end I was driving a TI Subaru STI that I only fucking bought. The only the reason I that car is because you had a WRX and I wanted to one up you. Yeah. And you would never race me. And why? Because your car was faster. It doesn't Thank matter. You. It doesn't matter. So <laughs> here, you know, I just thought of the perfect analogy here. So it didn't matter if your car was faster because mine was an STI. And you can dress it up as much as you want. You can get your wife the biggest fucking fake tits in the world. But if my wife has some natural Ds, I win. That's the STI argument. But she she doesn't. And you no, my know, wife's got... My wife. You should have a pink sticker that says STI on it. But it, it was an STI. Legit. So when I sold that car, so I blew the tranny. I miss that car so much. I tried to convince my wife to buy one. about the car? Huh? Yeah. But uh, um, I was trying to convince her to buy one because it's a, stat, a sedan. I was like, dude, this is a family car. So I was boosting 25 pounds. You put 25 PSI through that? Holy crap. Way too much for it. Oh, hold on. For the audience. Joe, was that an automatic? The first one was. The second one wasn't. The first one was the first one was automatic. The black one was an automatic. But I only so what's funny is I only owned that car for a weekend. But I remember it like I owned it for a long time. But I only had it on a weekend. So I bought the car on like a Thursday. Maybe it was a Monday. 
So maybe I had it a week. But anyways, so I buy the car from like Liquid Auto, whatever the fuck. And they call me and they're like, hey, we're having trouble getting financed on this car. And I was like, why? I have, I have good credit. There's no issues here. And they're like, oh, well, it's a salvaged title. And I was like, oh, well, that's illegal that you sold me a vehicle without telling me that. They're like, okay, well, we'll just return it and we'll call it, you know, square. I go, okay, well, I don't have a vehicle, so I'm going to return it Monday. They're like, that bear? I'm like, okay. So I cut the return tube off to the turbo so it sounded like I had a blow-off valve. Nice. And then I took it to the ORV park and rallied the fuck out of it. And there's jeepers out there just like doing slow jeeping shit and going through mud things. And I mean, this WRX just fucking balls to the wall, jumping it. <laughs> and I never washed it. And I returned it on Monday. <laughs> Dude, you'd be amazed what a car I'll do if you don't give a shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I handed them the keys. And they're like, you're a fucking asshole. I was like, eh, have a good knife. But no, my WRX, the, the one I got after that was a manual. And I blew that shit up real quick. But point being, that's the first vehicle, probably the only vehicle, that when I sold it, I made money off of it. Oh, that's never fucking It never happens. Yeah. I sold it. This kid called me from Bellevue. He was like 18. And he's like, I'll, I'll be over tomorrow to pick it up. And I was like, sure. I was boosting so much. That you couldn't start it. You had to start it like it was carbureted. You had to pump the gas. It's it like having a big cam and an old 350. Pretty much. Wow. And so I never turned off the car when he was when he was test driving it and everything. And so we go to the bank to do the paperwork. And then he turns it off. We go in. I get it into my girlfriend at the time's car. <laughs> and I watch him try to start it. It's just like. It's like these. I'll figure it out. It ran fine. <laughs> well, you told him it was running 25 PSI. Well, I had the gauges too, but yes. Yeah. That's, that thing fucking yeah. ripped. What's the nicest car you've ever driven? Nicest car I've ever driven? Mm -hmm. Probably the Denali. I just drove 120 grand. Yeah, it is pretty nice. I mean... You know, when I was 18, this is, goes back, this is a segue right back to doctors fucking nurses. Yeah. Uh, I was dating this chick that worked at a tanning salon. And I was in the military, so I went to the tanning salon a lot because when you live in San Diego and you don't have a tan, everybody knows you're in the military. And so she drove, and this is when Mini Coopers came back out. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's a fucking gangster-ass car. So I told her that. And so she's like, I've never met this chick ever. And she was just there for tanning. And she goes, oh, you want to test drive it? I have 20 minutes on the bed. Uh, just be back in 20 minutes. I'm like, are you serious? And she goes, yeah, this, I'm a nurse and this doctor bought it for me. So like, it's a cool car. Right. So I fucking took that thing out. I went 150 in it. Holy crap. And... I didn't know they did that. Funnest car I've ever driven. All the toggle switches, all the gauges are huge. So much fun. It's so little, though, when you're at a stoplight, you can't see the stoplight. 
you have to look over at the right hand side little stoplight. Mm -hmm. I get back. She goes, "How fast do you go?" I go, "Ah, probably like 90. She goes, "How fast do you go?" I go, "150." She goes, "Good for you." And that was it. And that was the last time I saw her. She just let me just rally her fucking car. Jeez. That's insane. I uh, so Steve, sweaty Steve. Yeah. So. Back when I had the STI, me and him both went to the same person to get our haircut. And this is back in like Fauxhawk six. So yeah, oh yeah, Fauxhawk all fucking day, right? Diesel jeans. And uh this hairdresser was a smoke show. But a haircut cost forty bucks, and then you had a tip. So every time we got our haircut, it was basically sixty bucks. Right. Right. So I go in to get my haircut, and she's a good hairdresser. She knows how to lean down and, like, accidentally right. rubber boobs on you. And she looks out the door, and she's like, oh, my God, I love that car. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's, that's my uh, STI. And she's like, yeah, I know that car's fast. I was like, yeah, it does pretty good. And she's like, no, that one's fast. I drove it last week. So Steve had gone to get his haircut. Oh, my God. Fucking claim the car was his and let her drive it. And that is Steve as fuck right there. Oh, that's definitely Steve. When he had his oh. driving gloves and his driving shoes. I'm pretty sure Steve does own driving gloves. Yeah. I know he does. Very like foreskin thin, like yeah. super thin leather. Perforated, of course. Are you knocking on my door? Can I tell you about the nicest car I've ever driven? Yes. It's a tragic story, dude. It's fucking tragic. Uh, oh, no. All right, hold on. No, can you hear me? Can't even hear me. Quick beer break. Joe records at his bar. Podcast in the bar, they said. All right. All right. I, this story is fucking... It's awesome. You ready for this? So, way back in 09, maybe a little later than that, but it, around that area, uh, I worked with a, you know, I'm, I'm an x-ray tech, so I'm shooting x-rays. I leave the shift or whatever. Good buddies with this radiologist. We'll call it, his name's Dave. We'll just go with Dave. So, okay. Dave is the kind of, he's like basically like 50, 52. I already know the story. Keep going. He's wearing like the acid wash jeans with like the white belt. Oh, yeah. You know I mean, and out of affliction going on, right? Right. So he ends up getting divorced. He gets divorced on a Monday, comes in on Wednesday. Hey, dude, you want to come check out my new Ferrari? I thought it was a Lambo, but yeah. No, it was Ferrari. Brand new fucking Ferrari, right? Super badass. And like this guy just got a divorce. How the fuck is he affording this? So, of course, I ask him, and he's like, oh, dude, fucking payments, same as my Toyota Highlander. With cars like this, you can get 15-year financing. No problem. So, I've driven some fucking nice cars in my day. I had the Honda S2000 in 2002, so they were only a year old at that point. That was a baller right. fucking car. I had the STI. I had a Coupe DeVille. I still see that car, by the way, in town. The S2000? Yeah. Fucking badass. Does he still have a woman? What was it? Uh, the three letter S. 
SBW Skate Barn West. Yes. He still has a sticker on it. Probably think it's something racing. He still that little stupid rear window thing. He still has it on there. Yeah, that's a rollerblade park, bro. <laughs> but anyway, so this radiologist, he gets a fucking Ferrari, divorced on a Monday, Ferrari on Wednesday. He's like, dude, let's go get coffee. So we're fucking rolling down the street. It's a convertible, by the way. Yeah, I Oh, of course. Like, he bought this car for a reason, right? And like I said, I've driven some nice cars in my day, and you always think that if you have a nice car, it's going to get you laid. And then it never fucking happens. Like, that's a total myth. I actually proved you wrong on that one. Until you're in a Ferrari. S2000 Taco Bell. Continue. Thanks for that, by the way. You're a, yeah. you're a good man. Yes. That was a good night. Anyway, um, so, yeah, so we're on the way to coffee, top down, two fucking, you know, stereotypical white dudes in scrubs driving a Ferrari, right? Nobody knows I'm not a doctor. Right. And five times in three blocks, we had girls roll down their window and just be like, oh, my God, I love your car. We even had, like, one, like, Pushing 300-pound black woman rolled down our window like, hey, boys, how you doing? Like, this car got a shit ton of attention. It was fucking awesome. So we go get coffee and we're on our way back to the hospital. We're walking to the car and he throws me the keys. I'm like, dude, I'm not fucking driving this. I'm not risking that. He's like, oh, you're fine. You're fine. So I'm driving the Ferrari. It's fucking amazing. And then I take a right turn towards the hospital that I've taken probably 500 times at this point. I know this turn. Turns out Ferrari's a, she's a big girl. She's wide, right? And I kissed that rear wheel right on the fucking curb. And I'm just like, Night. oh, shit. We get back to the hospital. Somehow there's not a single mark on the rim. I have no idea how. No clue how I got through this. Not a mark on the rim, not a mark on the tire, nothing next day i'm going to work i drive by les schwab and the ferrari is up on the lift and the rear tires are off of it <laughs> and i'm like oh fuck i passed by that les schwab the next two days it was still on the fucking lift oh, fuck. <laughs> finally, I go, finally i go to the radiologist and i'm like dude what did i break how much is this gonna cost me and he's like Oh, dude, no worries. It had a flat tire. It just burped the tire. But I wanted to get new tires, and they're, like, specially made. They don't have any in stock. Blah, 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 blah. Of course. But it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> like, if you can't afford to wreck one of those, don't have it. Oh, and then you know what he says? He's like, dude, don't worry about it. You should see what my bartender did to the front end when I let him drive it. I'm like, oh, good my God. I've been letting people drive your Ferrari. And bartenders are always drunk. <laughs> Here's the second part of that story you never heard. He ended up getting remarried a year later. Oh, too soon. No, there was an x-ray student who was literally only going to x-ray school so that she could prepare herself to support herself because she wanted to leave her husband. Right? Yeah. So her husband, doctors. husband was an airline pilot, so she got to fly everywhere for free. Right? Super debutante. And... 
I'll be gosh darn if she didn't narrow in on that radiologist. And they got married real quick. She drives a really nice BMW. <laughs> to her credit, though, she still does work part-time. Yeah, that's fair. Mm -hmm. yeah. And with wrecking the nice car analogy of working on them, like, that's the issue. Like, I want a Porsche, like, super fucking bad. Like, that's my dream. But all those foreign cars, every time you go to the mechanic, they just fucking bend you over. I know. Um, somebody I work with, Debbie, she was taking her, her dad's car in to get some stuff done. And basically it needed like a new prop shaft. It's what they call them instead of a drive shaft on those. Okay. So on the drive shaft, there's like this little piece of rubber between where, because there's, there's, it's fucking Mercedes. Like there's no suspension travel, right? So they don't have to worry about the drive shaft contracting, expanding and all that bullshit. Right. So instead of having like an actual joint, it's a solid mount, but they put a, a half inch piece of rubber between the, the transmission and the drive shaft it's called prop shaft. Okay. They were going to charge her. I think it was like $1,700 to replace the, the, the gasket. And I went on to Amazon. I was like, the, the parts $160. Like, I, Which is still a ripoff. Still a ripoff. It's a fucking piece of rubber. Right. But she paid it. But that's the beauty of YouTube, right? Like, you can learn to do anything on any vehicle on YouTube nowadays. Oh, yeah. I just installed an amp in my truck. Like, me and you have done some big stereos in the past. And I've never fucked with amplifiers because there's too many wires. The whole remote thing going to, like, a AC source and all that. It's pain in the ass. But when I went to Car Toys and I bought, I was looking at the amp, they were like, yeah, it's going to be $400 to install it because I was using the stock head unit. So right. they have to like tap into that. And then it was 400 bucks in labor. I was like, I'm not paying that. I got this. Did you actually do the tap in? I did. It was honestly, it wasn't bad. All I had to do was find the wires going to the rear door speakers, find the color right. of them, tap into those run those back to this adapter thing that adapts them to RCAs. Right. right. I had to run a fucking shit ton of wires, but I got it all done. And I, I mount, I wired it in a way to where I, I wired it to my auxiliary switch panel. So like if I use my remote start to let it warm up in the morning, the base doesn't turn on. Okay. It won't turn on until you put the key in the ignition and you press the stereo button. Oh, so if nice. I'm listening to a podcast or something, no bass at all. But if I want the bass, I just press one button on my switch panel and it turns the amp on. Nice. Yeah, it's super badass. So, and, but it's, it's another one of those things where like it's set up fucking primo. I ran a shit ton of wires, but if it weren't for YouTube, I never would have done that. Like when we were in high school. That was very now. Here's the other thing I noticed. This setup that I've got, I've got two 12s underneath the rear seats. And it, they're both shallow enclosure 12s. So it's right. like, it's stealth as shit. If you don't know it's there, you're never going to know it's there. But it's two 12s. Like, it bumps. The only thing I'm actually paying for is I'm going to go back to Car Toys and pay them just to tune it. Because I don't know how to do all that gain and hurts and all that bullshit. I, it's a pain in the ass, dude. 
there's a lot I'm, I'm basically running two amps in a series and it just confuses everything so where was i going with that wiring youtube oh yeah you know how with engines they say like you can put turbos and superchargers and all that but there's no replacement for displacement right same thing with speakers i'm running two 12s shallow enclosure with a 1200 amps go into it they're 1200 watts pretty powerful when we were in high school i had two tens in the trunk with like a 600 watt amp and it beat the shit out of this system because right. it was in a bandpass box and it basically took up the whole trunk right so like you can run big speakers but if you don't have enough box worthless oh yeah all right. Well, in Joe fashion, we should end every episode and Joe has to pee. <laughs> All right. We can end. I'm pissed, dude. There was like one more thing I really wanted to talk about, but. What is it? Um, I tried to say earlier that the CrossFit, the, there, there's a CrossFit athlete that is basically just super Gen Z, right? So, you know how everybody's about self-care and self-take care of yourself first and all that? Right. So I caught a lot of shit from my wife and, and some friends and stuff a couple of years ago when they gave that. Um, the Olympian. The Olympian. She got yeah. a fucking medal from the president because she quit. She was like, oh, I got the spinnies. I'm just not going to go out there. Right. And everybody was like, well, the, you know, and don't get me wrong. This girl's like the fucking baddest ass gymnast of all time. She's awesome. Yeah, can't remember her name right now. Are you, do you want me to pause it? We don't have that ability. Just go pee. Seriously? Just two minutes. Let me tell my story. It's two minutes. And then we'll okay. podcast. All right. So anyway, so the Olympian is like, basically, I'm not going to compete because I just don't feel in the right headspace. And they gave her, a like, she didn't get an, she got an Olympic medal because her team won. But she got a presidential medal for that. Right. right? So now we've got this CrossFit athlete, Mal O'Brien, who was my pick to be the top of the leaderboard for the women for the 2023 season. And right before the season, she was like, you know, I'm going to take this season off. She's 20 years old. She's like the next big thing. And she's like, I'm just going to take the season off. And everybody was like, well, maybe she just, maybe she thought she was going to get popped for steroids or something. So she doesn't want to get tested or something. Right, right. But she was just taking it off for mental care and everybody praised her. It was just, oh, congratulations for being aware. So then uh, she just released a video this week. She's taking this year off too. And she's like, oh, well, I'm in Hawaii and I just feel so centered. I'm not going to compete this year. I'm just going to take care of me. And everybody's praising her. And so I left a comment on there like, oh, you know, I remember when we used to celebrate athletes that overcame adversity, that rose to the occasion. Brett Favre won a fucking playoff game the night after his dad died. He came out and he played and he kicked ass. And nowadays, we're, and every single comment in there was positive. Next day, I look in there, my comment's been erased. That's why they're all positive. Right. But it's, she, this is two years in her prime. She's taking off and she's like, I just want to thank my sponsors, the ones that are staying with me that realize the importance of this. 
So like all you have to do now is get like mid pack and then be like, I'm going to take some time for me and people praise you. It's fucking bullshit. If we have another world war, we're fucking losing, dude. Oh yeah. It's bullshit. People love safe spaces. I know. <laughs> it's fucking insane. Anyway, I want to rant about this forever, but you look like you got to piss. So we'll cut it this week. And, uh, for our eight listeners out there, stay with us. It'll get better. I feel like that was a solid show. That was a solid show. I, I'm going to have to listen back to it because I had a lot of stuff I want to talk about. We didn't get to any of it. I, I feel like the podcast is not as good when you talk because I'm a, because I'm a narcissist. But <laughs> I just went full Bert half the show. <laughs> well, I want to talk about that too, but we'll, we'll save it for next episode. Till next time. This is a Real for Life podcast with Jesse and Joe. Uh, like, subscribe. Don't be a host. Share the show.